Hey, so welcome back to the Matt Rodriguez Show. This is the second episode in the podcast. And yeah, I think that this thing is going to be a regular thing for me. I've created a new schedule. I will be dropping every Friday. I'm actually currently recording this at 8 p.m. on a Friday night. <laughs> just just to hit the deadline. Uh, but yeah, so on this episode, I will be answering a few questions. I put out an AMA on my Instagram stories a few weeks back. And I uh, had a few questions, and I sifted through them and picked the best ones. So... Also, I recently just got back from the Bahamas filming a project with Andrew Schultz and Lil Duval for the Brilliant Idiots podcast. A lot of fun. I learned so much just from being around them. And uh, and that's something that I always try to do. I try to surround myself with people that are better than me, even if it's not in my industry per se. And if you do photo or video, entertainment is pretty much your industry. It's like an extension of that. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to check out the podcast, I'll drop a link below so you can listen to it. And also they're dropping the video soon on their YouTube channel. Uh, I also think I figured out where I want to retire when I get old. Definitely the Bahamas. Um, so let's get into this AMA segment. Uh, I received numerous questions. Not, I'm not going to make it seem like I received a thousand questions. But I received more than what I anticipated, so I just narrowed it down to uh, a few questions. So question number one is, who inspires you? Now, as cliche as it's going to sound, I'm inspired by everything. Everything that I experience, everything that, you know, the people that I come in contact with and interact with. Um, You know, sometimes I'll get an idea, you know, triggered while I'm on my way to the store to go buy something, buy food or uh, running an errand and, or you hear like, there's really no telling where creativity is going to come from. So, but the key is to not just be inspired, but to act on it in that moment. Like if you you get an idea, write it down, you know, or if you get an idea that you can act on in the moment, then just act on it. You know, like, Oh, I meant to do this quick edit. I got inspiration. Boom. Just do it right then and there. Um, because honestly, inspiration is the feeling of inspiration is kind of fleeting. Like, if you depend on in, inspiration, you won't do anything. So you have to know how to motivate yourself and just push through and get things done. But a huge inspiration for me in terms of people is my mother, right? I know that sounds cliche, you know, when musicians and rappers get on stage and the first person they think is their mama. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. I, I, I would like to say that I get all of my great qualities, my best qualities come from her. Um, she taught me a lot about uh, being consistent, perseverance, um, and just seeing things through. So all my good qualities come from her, I could say. Uh, my sister's also an inspiration, being that since she was a little girl, she always wanted to be a lawyer. And she actually brought that to fruition. And it's crazy because since she was like eight years old, she would say, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer, this, that, and the third. And when you're a kid, you don't think anything of it. But then I saw it all materialize, you know. First, she gets a scholarship, you know, athletic and educational scholarship or academic scholarship, I'm sorry. And boom, you know, she just really kind of created her own path, blazed her own trail you know, into that, into where she wanted to go. And that's, to me, that will forever be an inspirational 
come up story, you know, um, and it's all real, it's all true. So, you know, she's still paying off that, that, that law school debt though. Nah, she knows I'm just kidding. So, uh, now in terms of creatives, like fellow creatives, uh, I have a list here of a few people, uh, people like Zach Kravitz, who I've more recently discovered, but, uh, very interesting guy, uh, Matt Diavella, great, uh, documentary filmmaker. He also has a YouTube channel now and he puts out a lot of great content. Scott McKenna, another YouTuber, uh, business owner, just an all-around great guy, and I've definitely received a lot of value from, you know, uh, consuming his content, and I don't, I honestly am very limited to what I consume because I, I like to stay focused on my own stuff, but I, when, when I get that notification for him, I make time for it, you know, because I know he's going to give me a little gem. Uh, Gary V is another one, but I haven't watched this stuff in a long time, I think his whole his whole message is stop watching me and go do so I kind of did that you know and I think he, he helped me with that and last but not least James Altucher man James Altucher uh, his book Choose Yourself I read it a few years back and it changed my life I could I can't even stress that enough wish I could meet him in person and just thank him for that uh, and you know these are people that not only do great work but have great mindsets in what they do. And of course, last, really last but not least, my fiance. We run a business together. You know, we shoot weddings, and um, we're always pushing each other to the limit. You know, critiquing each other's work, and uh, she's quick to tell me when I need to fix something or ah, that didn't look good. So I appreciate that, and also her work in itself inspires me. It's always pushing my, you know, I'll see the way she colors something on her photos. I'm, ooh, let me try that. Let me see how that'll look on on the video. You know, so we kind of bounce ideas off of each other, and and I think that. It makes us both better. You know, I think it's important to be around people that inspire you in general, you know, whether it's relationship or personal, um, I mean like relationship or just friendship, business, whatever. You have to be around people that inspire you. You have to be around people that are giving you energy and that you have to be reciprocating that energy. You know, it has to, it has to go both ways. Uh, because if you're not around those people, then I don't know who, you, who are you around? Why are you around somebody that's not adding to you or, or, you know, moving in your direction. So question number two, how you so fly? <laughs> All right. This was a, a stupid question submitted by my boy. Uh, <laughs> the answer to that is, I don't know. That's just how the good Lord made me, but we're moving along. All right. Next question. Why did you start doing photography? Okay. This question, why did I start doing photography? I didn't, Alright, so I picked up a camera to document my dancing, and if you've heard my first podcast, you'll know that I used to really run around with video cameras more so, but I picked up a DSLR specifically about seven or eight years ago for the first time, and, you know, ever since then, I've just been captivated with, you know, doing both photo and video, but more so video, obviously, I consider myself a filmmaker more than anything. When I first got the DSLR, I would just take pictures of you know what I was doing, my dancing, my friends. Uh, never. It's funny because I never ever looked at it as, oh, this could be a thing. This could be a profession. Um, but you know, looking back, it's like ah, I wish I kind of started, you know, pushing that a lot sooner. But I think things happen when they're supposed to happen. So, uh, so to answer the question, I guess I started 
in uh, with the, the idea to document what I was doing at the time, which was my dancing and my training and all that, and just friends and family. So that's kind of what got me into photography. Question four, drone photography, how did you get into it and what made you want to continue pursuing it? Okay, drone photography. I love drones. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a drone photographer, but see, labels, labels always get in the way. Everybody wants to be, I'm the drone guy or I'm the this guy. I, for me, your camera, your drone, uh, it's all just tools to what you want the final thing to be and how, how you want to spice it up and add to it. So um, I got into drones maybe three or four years ago. And uh, this is back when people were still terrified. They're still terrified most of the time, but it's a lot more accepted now. But you couldn't fly your drone without, you know, some older person coming up to you and asking 30 questions, uh, thinking you were doing something bad or spying or whatever the case is. Um, so I guess I just, you know, I, I was interested in what the aerial imagery would look like because I was already shooting with, you know, DSLRs and it was starting to become a thing, you know? So I was like, ah, let me just, let me see what this is about. And ever since then, you know, I love drones. I don't make enough time for drone specific shoots as, as much as I would like to, um, which I should probably make a note of that for 2019. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's how I got into drone photography. And I what keeps me pursuing it really is when I travel. It's like, I gotta get this aerial, this new place that I have never been to. Um, and I just really like to use it as a tool to spice up production value and make things a little more dynamic, you know. It is, sometimes they get a little overused in some videos. Uh, I'm not judging anybody in particular, I'm just saying. I've noticed it that some people like overuse the drone, but I try to use it minimally now, uh, only as a, as a slight add-on more than the, the focus of the, of the piece or whatever it is. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you all you do is drones, that's not a diss. You know, I respect that. You know, I, I totally respect every artist. Um, that's just not how I choose to use it. Question number five: What is your why? Well, this was a strong one. This one comes all the way from uh, Rodrigo Tasca from Tasca Studios, Miami, Florida. I hope I said your name right, bro. <laughs> but appreciate the question. It's a very good question. So. The, the why for me has changed over the years, right? Because when I was competing and dancing and training all the time, the why was simply, I want to be the best. I want to beat the next, I want to beat whoever's in front of me. Like that was the why, like to train, it was just to be the best and be better every day. And it kind of feels like now in, in hindsight, it's like, oh, that was really selfish. Like, and I'm not judging. Hey, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But my why has changed since you know, doing videography and uh, photography because now the why is more of like, you know, as I film projects and I'm becoming more and more, you know, uh, in tune with the human element behind it, it's just awesome how you can create something that people are going to enjoy for years to come, you know, more specifically with wedding stuff. Like this is these people, like this is their one of their most special days of their lives outside of, you know, probably having children or graduating college, things like that. And you get to be a part of it in your own way and you get to tell their story. I think that is beautiful. And, and so I guess the answer to that is my why is 
you know, using the, you know, using the film medium or the video medium to spread love and happiness. That's, that's my why. Like, that's what, that's, that's what gets me re-energized when I'm feeling, you know, a little frustrated, a little burned out. Because, you know, we're, we are human. We do get burned out. We do get tired. It's not, just because you love something doesn't mean you're not going to get tired and not going to get frustrated and you're not going to, you know, just find yourself in situations that are challenging you. Um, so, yeah, my why is that. And, uh, yeah, so thanks a lot for that question, man. I really appreciate it. I uh, can't wait to get you on the podcast, bro. <laughs> so, okay, this is the last question. What has been the biggest challenge you faced when pushing your dreams? Okay, so this question, this question is kind of deep to me because uh, off the bat, the first thing that I think about is fear. Fear is the thing that I've struggled with the most this past year, just getting over the fear of jumping in and, and going all in, you know, because you get this, this self-doubt. What if it doesn't work? What if... Uh, you know, I'm doing the wrong thing. <laughs> Should I be doing this? Should I just go get another job? Uh, so the biggest challenge was mentality and just staying focused on on you know on the on the path that with, without you know getting too distracted uh, by my own self doubt. A lot of things people don't realize that a lot of things are programmed into us from a young age, whether it's you know through our parents. You know, teaching us directly something, telling us something, or us just observing how they move. And I think it's important to know when it's time to let go of those way, certain ways of thinking, and which ones to hold on to that that are actually helping us. So you know, our you know our predecessors or our parents, they had their own experiences, so they're going to come with a certain set of advice based on those experiences and that perception. So not not to say that everything they say isn't valid, but you have to like have your own experiences and have your own discernment to know what's what. So coming from a place where, you know, you didn't have much growing up and, you know, those around you, everyone's just trying to get by. There tends to be this scarcity mentality. Now, what is a scarcity mentality? The scarcity mentality is a belief that there isn't enough. There's not enough for you. There's not enough for people in the world and that, and most likely you'd also, most people would also believe that if someone does have more than enough they need, or AKA if they're rich or well off, that they're bad and they have to do something really evil to get there. And I think that's such a misconception and a really narrow way to view the world. And it does nothing but hold people back. And that's another thing that I, I had to break through. And this is more like over the last few years that's, the huge breakthrough for me was realizing that no, like you really could do most of what you want, right? Because I, I want to say, I would love to say you could do anything you want, but like the chance of you, let's say if you want to be an astronaut, the chances of that happening is very tough. But if you live in America, you live in a first world country and you have a business idea, I feel you couldn't do it. It's just a matter of how bad do you want it? Because we all have different circumstances. We all have different upbringings. So for me, the last few years was like a really soul search, a real journey into figuring out who I really am. And, you know, so because this question is asking the biggest challenge, pursuing my dreams. 
and I and I, I guess I initially I tied that to the business, but I think this is a much deeper question, and it's been it's been quite the journey just discovering what I'm really capable of, breaking free of old ways of thinking that were either passed down or just ways that I've been thinking for a long time and and thought it was the correct way. So, but everything always boils down to the one component, and that's fear, because the reason why your parents tell you don't start a business, get a job, or don't do this, do that. It's fear. It's like some people can't imagine even having a, not having a paycheck next week because that's what it's like when you have a business. You don't get paid every week. <laughs> you get paid sporadically, especially in the beginning. Um, and then you build, you know, over time you build something up and then maybe you're getting something coming in consistently, but there is risk involved. Uh, but that never scared me. The risk never scared me per se. It was more like uh, direction, not knowing, oh, this is the right direction. Um, sometimes you just have to pick something you like and just run with it and figure it out as you go. That's what I've learned. So I'm not sure if I'll even answer the question. I kind of went off a little bit. I think, I think people really underestimate the value and the power of your mindset and actually taking action in what you're doing, right? And it's really simple. I feel like once you have like certain breakthroughs, things become easier and easier. Like for instance, someone, all right, so people, everyone wants to be a millionaire, right? But no one wants to learn how to make a thousand dollars first. You can't make a mill if you don't know how to make a thousand, right? So figure out how to make a thousand. Okay, how to make 10,000. It's math. It's simple math, right? But you're not going to get to, you're not even going to get to the hundred, first hundred if you're you're too caught up in the reasons why you can't do something. So you have to move past that and say, what can I do? Even if it's the smallest thing, sending an email, sending a text, you know, sending a DM to someone that you want to connect with, that you, that's in your field, that you feel like you can add some value to them. And that's another thing you want to actually try to add add value to somebody like no one's just going to give you anything in life that's what that's what i've learned on this journey no one's going to give you anything we're, every at, at at the core we're really just creatures that are moving for ourselves right of course we care about other people and we try to help when we can but if everyone's just on go 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 mode you got to figure out okay how can i how can i intersect with this person and help them on their journey while simultaneously helping myself. And that's the name of the game, really. And people don't want to accept that because some people live in this romanticized world where, oh, you know, if someone really cares about me, they're just going to give me a handout and just help me with this and that. And that's just not how it works. And I hope I'm not coming off as negative. I'm really not trying to be negative. I think I'm just giving the same similar hard talk that... <laughs> that I've been given that, that really helped me. And it's based on experience, man. Like, no, the world owes you nothing. People owe you nothing. And the only way to truly uh, start doing, start making progress is to create value for other people. And that's just it. That's, it. that's for everything across the board. Business, uh, whether it's your job, whether it's, you know, your relationship. Everything is built on service to, to other people. And 
I think that's just part of my message today. So that last question turned into something completely different. But it was a great question. It really made me think. But anyways, that's the end of that AMA, I guess. I mean, I think it ended a while ago. But a big thing that I'm trying to eliminate are distractions. Cell phones are the biggest distracting force ever created. It's like you stop to answer a text and then something else happens and then something else happens, notification, notification. And before you know it, you know, I'm editing one minute and I'm watching a funny video <laughs> next. So I had to cut that out. Like I, I now I do everything in time blocks where I just if I'm editing from one to four, let's say that's random random time, three hours, right? I don't answer texts. I might see them come in, who it is, not answering. And you know, I've had I've had a few uh, upsets over that because people we live in a world where we're all so instantly connected, and I just need oh, I had this thought in my mind. I just need to hear from this person. It's like, yo, relax, life, relax. Life is short. Relax, okay, and just give people time and space to get things done. You know what I mean? And in fact, I don't even understand how some people are on their phone so often and how they're getting stuff done because I just can't do it. I just, I need to put my phone away, put on do not disturb, slide to the side and not even worry about it. You know, it's because for me, I know there's been studies on this and how your, your focus, if you break focus for even just 30 seconds, it'll take you another 20, 30 minutes to get realigned with what you were doing and refocus. For me, that's 100% true. It might not be true for everyone, but for me, I can't, I get frustrated when something distracts me from what I was doing because now it's like, oh, I got to get back in my zone. And then uh, that's just a whole other conversation, like getting in the zone, learning how to do that almost on command. <laughs> it starts with little, little things. But anyways, because there's really no such thing as being a focused multitasker. I think people lie to themselves, but anytime you're focusing on a thousand things at once, there's something that is going to suffer in terms of quality. So, you know, just worry about being in the moment. Anyways, if you like this, please, I would love it if you, if you subscribed to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to your stuff. Also, this channel, YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, hope to see you next time.